Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for this evening's message comes from the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Then Pilate entered the Praetorium again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the King of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you concern this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But my, but my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my word. And Pilate said to him, What is truth? As far as the text. As I said, the place of the praetorium is somewhat a mystery. It could be one of two places, possibly even more. Uh, there is a, a professor of archaeology who claims to have found the very spot where Jesus stood when he was judged. Um, how he knows that, I don't know. Uh, having read the article on him, I am no more certain that we know the place where Jesus was judged than I was before that. Suffice it to say, Castle Antonius sits not too far from the temple. They could very well have taken Jesus there, but being the residence of the governor and the barracks of the Roman soldiers, the Jews would not want to have any part of being inside of it. It could also have been the Herodium, Herod's palace, just to the west of the temple, down the hill a little bit. But again, with Pilate in presence and his family, would they have wanted to sully themselves by going into a place that quite possibly had yeast in it during the feast of unleavened bread? So they stay outside. And they have Jesus brought in to be judged by the civil authorities, even as he was judged by the religious authorities. I said last week that it was important for the high priest to cast judgment upon Jesus for the sake of the Jewish people. Now it is Pilate's turn to step into that fold and cast his die as to what happens to Jesus the Christ. He seems throughout the whole dialogue to want to spare Jesus that fate. And yet being a politician to the end, he senses the undercurrent and doesn't want to upset 
Gaius Claudius. Uh, he'd already done that a little earlier. But he doesn't want to do that again. And so while he does everything he can to speak on behalf of Jesus, he sees he's getting nowhere. And he washes his hands, literally, washes his hands of the situation and hands Jesus over to be crucified. There are two things I want you to pay attention to in that whole narration. The washing of hands and the substitution. Hand washing at the Passover was very important. Hand washing for priests became important. Uh, by the way, we've learned how important hand washing is today. But when Pilate washes his hands, he's washing himself of any responsibility in the fate of this man. And he says to the Jews, his blood be on your hands. And what's the response? A fitting response. A response that we should have. A path that we should walk. May his blood be on us and upon our children. If the Passover lamb's blood is not upon us, we are not saved. If his blood has not cleansed us from all our sins, we do not stand before God holy and righteous. If his blood doesn't clothe us in that robe of righteousness, we have no part with him. As he said to Peter, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. The blood of Christ be upon us and upon our children. When we celebrate the Lord's Supper, it's that same blood that we take and drink for the forgiveness of our sins, for strength for this life, and for the assurance of eternal life. The praetorium is important because Pilate puts the point to them. Do you accept the blood of Jesus, the King of the Jews? And of course, the Jews don't understand. The Jews, foul-footed and twisted-tongued, convict themselves they don't want that blood of the Lamb of God. They don't want that blood of the King of the Jews. They do not want that blood that washes them clean and protects them from the angel of death. Rather, they just want the blood of that man to be out of their hair and out of their sight. His blood be on us and our children. But that blood still avails today to all who see the truth that this is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. That this is the one spotless Lamb of the Passover for all Christians, for all believers, for all who will listen to the truth. 
for all who will take that substitution. I said you had to pay attention to the substitution. By the way, what was the man, name of the man that was substituted for Jesus in the prisoner release? Anybody know, remember it? Barabbas. Does anybody know what Barabbas means in Hebrew? The father's son. The father's son. The father's son takes his release while the son, the true son, is crucified. It's a great picture of what happens with us. We, the sons of our fathers, we, the sons of the sinful humankind, are let go free while Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, is sent to the cross. While Christ, the true Son of God, takes our place and suffers our death. There is early church history that Barabbas, after his release, sought out the disciples and actually became a believer. And that he became quite active in the Christian church. That his release on behalf of Jesus had a great effect upon him. True or not, I don't know. But as we see Jesus, sentenced by the religious authorities, and the civil authorities. Being taken to the cross on our behalf, in our place, for our sins, for our ransom. Does it have an effect upon us? Does it cause us to want to know more and to walk closer with him and to have him by our side all through our life. To have him set up his praetorium in our heart. Not a temporary residence. Not a place he stays once in a while when he's worried about an insurrection. But a place that he dwells each and every day of our lives where he through his blood can cleanse our blood and thereby give us the true life to live but we have one more hill to climb next week join us as we climb Calvary's dread hill and there see the sacrifice that completes God's covenant for mankind. As we see Satan strike the very Son of Man, as Christ crushes his power. In that same Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.